Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 86, Resurrection Rumination. Is Jesus' resurrection Christianity's greatest asset? We're interested on Church Ahead about the future of the Christian church. As our faith seems to shrink back all over the Western world, we're trying to get to the bottom of what's causing this and what might help us. We try to be ruthlessly honest, taking a long, hard look in the mirror, going over everything from our clergy's little foibles to organisational culture to our very biggest beliefs, without fear and without favour. Nothing is off limits and nothing is beyond question. Lent 2023 was our investigation into the death of Jesus. We asked the question, what does it do to church when we say Jesus' death is the most important thing about him? And what we found was not very reassuring. We said if the cross is the centre of our religion, then Jesus goes from being a strong active leader to a passive victim. None of the theories about his death bringing salvation get us very far. Unless, that is, you want to turn God into a monster. And church life has often been not much more than a death cult. Yes, I think we found more red meat in trying to get to the bottom of what's wrong than talking about Bishop Bloggs of Birmingham's opinions on benefits or predictable preaching problems or services that are just 10 minutes too long. The big beliefs that sit at the heart of Christianity are very important for anyone who wants to understand why Christianity, once upon a time, rose and why, in our part of the world today, it seems to be sinking. So, Lent last year, the death of Jesus. Lent this year... The resurrection of Jesus. What will we find? An asset for every branch of Christianity or more of a liability? We've just finished three weeks talking about Islam. Could the resurrection of Jesus be our trump card that will make many northern English Muslims convert our way? Certainly the Christians I hear who are busily and enthusiastically selling the Christian faith talk quite a lot about resurrection. Are they right to put this foot forward? No question, the resurrection of Jesus is one of Christianity's most important and distinctive claims. Is it one of our greatest strengths? As a Christian, the notion of the resurrection goes everywhere with me. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Those Three things have gone round and round in my head more than a million times. Okay, I'm in the dimly lit mausoleum at the centre of Red Square, Moscow in 2014. I've got to the front of the queue and I'm squinting over the pale face of Vladimir Lenin, the communist revolutionary and founding father of the Soviet state, looking... Well, no more alive than you might expect for someone who's now been dead for nearly a century. And I almost giggle as I remember the rhetoric of a John Stott sermon from many years back. 
Brothers and sisters, communists commemorate a dead leader who, like every other human being on God's earth, has succumbed to mortality and death, whereas the Christian worships his living Lord Jesus, who rose from the dead and by his Spirit is alive and with his people here today. In this series, we're going to ask what's the reality behind resurrection preaching rhetoric. It's a big issue for us. It's going to take many weeks and the length of the episodes will go up and down and all over the place. To find a gentle way in, let's meet three Christians around the same rural village church on Easter Sunday morning. And then we'll have a look at three paintings by Caravaggio. Welcome to the Church of England Diocese of Carlisle. We're in a Lakeland, Cambrian, rural village with a church at its centre. And we're going to meet three fairly traditional English Christians as they tell us what Easter Sunday means to them. First of all, Christine, who is a church neighbour. Living less than 100 yards from the village church, I can't avoid Easter Sunday, but I don't mind at all. It's one of the highlights of my year. Whilst I don't often go inside the church, I like the way the church bells ring into my home. On this special Sunday, I love to hear the sound of the upbeat singing coming through my kitchen window as I cook the lamb. Sometimes it's the first time all year I've had the window open. I always think how lucky I am to live in the countryside. I love spring. I love the flowers bursting into life. The thought that winter is finally over and some warmth is coming soon. Music I often think of is the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun. No, I don't go to church very often, but yes, I believe in the resurrection, especially today. As we take a few steps closer towards the church, we meet Jim, the church warden, fiddling with a notice board outside the church. I go to church quite a lot for my sins. Most of the year, being a church warden's not too bad, but by the end of Holy Week, it all feels a bit much. By Good Friday, I feel a bit worn down. I've usually had enough. But Easter Sunday morning is my favourite service of the year. This is the day when it feels like a privilege. Not just the sight of packed pews, but the opening liturgy where the vicar calls out, Christ is risen! And the whole congregation chant back, He is risen indeed! Alleluia! I'm not really a happy, clappy sort of church person, but this is the service when I can feel really quite excited. My favourite hymn's got to be Thine Be the Glory. The wife knows that that's the one I want sung at my funeral when the time comes. The best Bible reading? Suppose that would be John 20. Mary confusing risen Jesus with the gardener. That or possibly doubting Thomas making a fool of himself. Training as an engineer makes me feel more at home with factual proof rather than all this talk about feelings. The miracle of Jesus' resurrection is Christianity's strongest proof. This 
is why we know Jesus died for our sins. And this is how we know we're on our way to heaven. This is what marks this religion out from all others. Why do those liberal Christians have to queer the pitch by doubting it all? Every Christian should believe in the resurrection. And finally, we step inside the church where we meet Nigel, the 40-year-old vicar, putting the final touches to the visual aids for his all-age talk. I love Easter because it feels like the only time of year when I can stop being a religious social worker and actually preach the gospel. To keep me out of the pulpit on Easter Sunday, you'd need to chop my legs off. I love that sense of people awake and ready for something special. It's an awesome privilege for any Christian minister to walk into church on Easter Day. Just for a few minutes, you feel people are really listening and really with you. I wish I could bottle this atmosphere. I suppose I feel called to spell out the hard things that most Christians skirt over. Jesus died as a sacrifice for sin, not just to show his weak meekness. Just as important as the empty tomb in 30 AD is the return of Christ to judge the world and bring about our resurrection. My congregation have heard me say it many times. This is all in the Bible. My favourite resurrection passage, that's got to be 1 Corinthians 15, where St Paul reveals the future resurrection. My favourite hymn, okay, it's not really a hymn. Behold, I tell you a mystery. The trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible from the last part of Handel's Messiah. Liberal Christians are beneath contempt, but in some ways equally frustrating. Are Christians like Jim, my church warden, who believe in Jesus' bodily resurrection, but are agnostic about their own. How many times have I got to tell them that the whole point of Jesus' resurrection is that one day we too will rise from the dead? To be honest, Easter Sunday can be a bit of a mixed blessing. I put a lot of energy into preaching the death of Christ all week and then you've got to change gear and you've got to suddenly cheer people up with something very uplifting, which most of them think is their signal to then forget about Jesus' death. The trick, of course, is to squeeze as much of Jesus' death as possible into the Easter Sunday, as much as you can get away with. What about me then? What does Easter Sunday mean to me? I've never lived in a traditional Cumbrian village with a church at its centre. And I suppose I'm probably not as traditional as Christine, Jim or Nigel. I want to tell you about my relationship with the resurrection with reference to three paintings by Caravaggio. After about 1600, the Italian counter-reformation painter Caravaggio was popular with church patrons for his ability to bring biblical scenes to life using ordinary people from the streets. His fresh, natural approach was much in demand for Rome's church altarpieces. And 400 years later, I have been very taken by his resurrection scenes. Obviously, what I'm going to say will make more sense if you can look the paintings up the titles are in the show notes. 
For many years, my favourite painting in the National Gallery in London was Caravaggio's Supper at Emmaus. Based on Jesus' resurrection appearance to two disciples after a long walk in Luke 24, the picture portrays the moment of recognition. The point when they grasp that the man they've been walking with and are now sat eating with is none other than the risen Jesus. Jesus is young and unbearded. What's technically striking is the way one disciple's ragged elbow and the other's outstretched hand come into the viewer's space. My world has been invaded, and I'm very glad this is so. The disciples' amazement express my own. Some of the most exciting religious events I'd enjoyed involved lively and uplifting worship, singing out a sense of astonishment and awe in the face of this supreme miracle. I was too carried away with this visual feast for my faith to notice the fourth character of the piece, the innkeeper who hovers over Jesus, looking like he's more interested in the bill, or who's going to pay the bill. Perhaps the artist is reminding us, not everyone is impressed by the resurrection. The second Caravaggio is Doubting Thomas. Here the eponymous doubting disciple literally pokes the forefinger of his right hand into the gaping hole in Christ's chest. Jesus assists by holding back his robe. Thomas' face is sceptical. Two other disciples watch eagerly. Jesus' face suggests tolerant cooperation in his own autopsy. As a young Christian, I spent a lot of time trying to argue for the truth of Christianity. The resurrection was always my trump card and proof. I like to remind people that Jesus' followers were not a gullible lot. They were slow to believe, but could not avoid the evidence. And so this painting meant a lot to me as a modern-day poker into Jesus' side who, like Thomas, drew other people to come and have a look. For many years... The resurrection was for me mainly about evidence in the arguments I was always getting into with non-Christians. It gave me the evidence I needed to believe and to persuade others to come to the same conclusion. Images of this painting are still often used by preachers who want something visual to illustrate how faith is based on facts above mere feelings. But in truth, as I look at it now, it feels to me a little bit crude and literal. The third painting is from later on in Caravaggio's troubled life, when as a murderer and a fugitive, he's on the run, things are going badly. And this painting is less well known because the artist is not really saying what the church wants to hear. And interestingly, you won't find this over the altar in a Roman church. This is in a secular museum. The resurrection of Lazarus, it's called, is very dark. Most of the canvas is black. Caravaggio was never frightened of portraying darkness against light, but here he goes much further than normal. Christ in robes whose face we hardly see is pointing at the corpse of Lazarus being manhandled as a dead weight. The bystanders look bewildered. 
Lazarus seems rather reluctant. It's as though this prefiguration of Christ's own resurrection disturbs innocent sleep. In every one of Caravaggio's resurrection paintings, the emphasis is not on Christ, but on the human response to this great divine event. But in this last picture, the response is less than enthusiastic. The truth is that for many years now, the resurrection of Lazarus is the Caravaggio that means most to me. The subject has moved on from Christ rising himself to Christ raising someone else. Like many other Christians, I'm not sure if I want this. Here, the implication of God raising Jesus is spelt out all right. I'm just not sure if I like it. Leave aside all the arguments about whether it really happened. I'm not sure whether I like the idea of resurrection at all. Thank you for listening to episode 86. Next week, I think we need to go back and look at the backstory of this big, bold idea.